Welcome to About the Winelands. In this show, we will be chatting to influencers and leaders in the wine industry, winemakers, restaurants, and other businesses. Tune in every Wednesday and Friday for our latest episodes. You will find us on YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcast, and Apple Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so that you do not miss out. Now, to get on with the show. Today we are chatting to Zelda Kutsir. Zelda has an in-depth understanding of the international business tourism landscape and has extensive experience in the production of international conferences and events, within South Africa and abroad. Uh, good morning, Zelda. Good morning. Well, welcome to um, About Winelands. Um, let's start with, um, can you tell us a bit about yourself and um, also explain to our listeners what business tourism is and um, yeah, how you became involved with um, business tourism? Yes, yeah, sure. I'm a, what you call a professional conference organizer. So I'm the person who manages everything from A to Z for any association or corporate company who want to, um, who's choosing South Africa um, or any international destination as their conference destination. And normally they need someone to handle all the logistics, to assist with the program, to finding a venue. Um, so coordinating every single aspect of the conference. Um, I've been working in this industry for the last 15 years as an organizer. And yeah, the Winelands is one of my favorite venues to use. Um, and I think for business tourism, um, to come back to your question of business tourism, business tourism is basically the exactly what it says, business tourism. So it's your conferences, so whether it's a corporate conference, whether it's an um, association conference, the World Urology Conference, for instance. Um, it's the association conferences are more academic gatherings. Um, then you have events, which could be social or business. So a social event would be a wedding, a birthday, celebration, um, uh, something that a family gathers. And then a business event is more an event organized by a corporate company um, or an association. Maybe it's a social event, a dinner, a concert. Um, then exhibitions. It's a, a big growth point for the South African business tourism market. So again, you, you've got two types of exhibitions. You have a consumer exhibition which is something like Decorex, um, something that attracts um, people who share an interest. Um, something like the Baby Show is a consumer exhibition. And then you have trade exhibition. Now, trade exhibition is when trade speaks to trade. Public are normally not allowed in those kind of exhibition environments. Um, one example of a conference like that would be the mining in Daba that comes to Cape Town every year. And then there's incentive travel. So incentive travel, that's the, a part of uh, business tourism that's also showing year-on-year -year growth. Um, that's when a company reward their salespeople, for instance, or their executive management with a holiday um, but it's not just a holiday. They combine it in most instances. They combine it with 
some kind of a meeting component and then they explore um, the destination and they've got special treats that's been prepared for them and they they like to visit unusual events and they like to do what nobody has ever done before so a growing market for cape town oh that's amazing so um as a professional conference organizer um it sounds like you um are almost like a project manager um managing the whole conference um overall mm -hmm. oh, that's yeah interesting. so we 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 sometimes we have a lead time it could be up to five years ahead of the conference so we start off where cape town or stellenbosch would put in a bid to host the conference here then after the bid then the real planning starts so um but some conferences might only require a six-month planning period but on the, the events and the conferences that i work on those are most of the time bigger events um, which means more volume more people more feet and they require a longer planning period so i've been working on events from five years ahead to six months ahead um, but we literally look at everything we manage the budget and the finances and the expenditure of the conference we organize the transport we find the venue for the client we liaise the contracting with the venue we find accommodation for the delegates we book those accommodations we then also a big part of every event um, is the social event component so a social event is something like a welcome reception or a gala dinner um, the welcome reception are normally hosted on the first evening or the evening prior to the start of the conference and then there's the gala dinner which is normally in between any of the nights and that uh, associations and companies normally use that to get everybody together um, it's normally a grand affair and sometimes they even have a rewards component to it where or awards rather um, where they um, uh, reward people in the association who has performed or award them for great research and things like that um, and then we also organize the pre and post tour so that's that's really the interesting part for south africa because people do not come here from america and europe and asia all the way to just attend a conference for many people to visit africa and to visit cape town and to visit south africa is a bucket list item so they really love the fact that they could now attend a conference but maybe bring a partner or bring a family member with or bring the whole family if they can afford it and then they plan pre and post tours so we often find that delegates would attend a conference in cape town or stellenbosch and then they would combine that with a safari up in the north of the country so um, for South Africa, the, the whole, they call it pleasure, so leisure, but with a B in front of it, pleasure, business mixed with leisure. I like um, that. It is, yeah, it's more and more a trend for delegates who come here for business tourism to actually book a leisure component, a holiday, and some time with a family. And then I would say about 30% of delegates who come to a conference or event worldwide would most probably come back to that destination as a leisure visitor. So wow. a delegate might have never have been to Africa or to Cape Town and he, he, he comes here, he sees, oh my hat, it's really beautiful. I need to bring my family back. 
And that is when they book enjoy the beautiful destination, enjoy the winelands. And um, I think that's the real opportunity for South Africa to see how much we could sell our destination to welcome back our visitors. Um, and normally they just come here for a conference that lasts about a week. So there's not enough time, you know, that there's so much to see and do in Cape Town and the Winelands and South Africa that you cannot just be here for a week. So that's why most delegates want to come back and uh, make a holiday trip back. Well, that's amazing. So, so for our Winelands businesses, um, it's important for them to actually know um, which events are happening in Cape Town and also, um, you know, how they can benefit from yes. that. Um, I think that's a very important point to make. Um, with sourcing business in the conference, in the uh, uh, trade or business tourism trade, you need to know who you are targeting. You need to know who is the person, who's the decision maker in who's choosing which wine farm they will be visiting, who's choosing the venues, and then um, make sure you are then connected with the right person. Um, I have a very good example of a local wine farm um, who contacted me recently um, for to get involved with a very big conference. And they um, contacted me by email and say this is what we want to propose so i could clearly see from their email that they've done their research they've had a look at our program they've had a look at our, our social events they knew exactly where wines or a visit to their wine farm will be a, a complementary uh, event element and that really impressed me and it was the first wine farm um, that I came across in my 15 years that did such a beautiful job of targeting a conference in such a beautiful way. They had a package developed for delegates who want to um, quickly uh, slip away from the CTICC. After a session, they offered to stay open a bit longer, um, to give us some exclusivity slots during wine tasting. Uh, they offered to give us a discounted price on the wines. Um, so that really impressed me. And um, I think that uh, the most important point when you try to uh, source business from the conference industry is to know exactly um, where the service. And so um, I'm just going back to something else um, is um, the actual, um, mm -hmm. the, I would like to um, understand a bit more about, um, you know, you were involved from with the event business in South Africa and in Cape Town, specifically the, the CTICC and the whole development of the event industry. What economic impact did you see? And can you give us a bit of history of that development? Because I think that would be interesting to our, our listeners to, you know, to understand what, what the benefits would be for them to actually you know, promote this type of, of business. Yeah, so for Cape Town, um, I was involved pre the CTICC when we only had the Good Hope Centre to promote. And wow. um, I think that the biggest, uh, the biggest issue at that point was that Cape Town had a seasonality issue in winter. So if you pick up any tourist guide 
um, if you read anything on the internet, when is the best time to come to Cape Town? Um, people will most probably refer to the Cape of Storms and they say, keep away from June to August and September. This is the rainy season in Cape Town, stay away. So that means that tourists didn't come here during those months. And um, I think two things happened. The first is climate change. So suddenly Cape Town is not experiencing these days of rain in the winter. We have beautiful winter days and also very moderate winters compared to winters in Europe and America. Um, so that happened. And secondly, and for the city um, ICC that uh, attracted also and hosted also in June, July and August, it means that suddenly we could eliminate this seasonality issue and we the main focus for cape town was to become an all year round destination and i think um, that is what cape town now is you you find that hotels do not have to lay off people during winter months so the economic benefit is huge um, for the conference industry and for the city icc that brought it was it was almost a catalyst that just and also a catalyst for new business and also turning around our tourism industry um, and I think that um, yeah well that's I amazing that's, I mean I mean the Winelands you know our clients are always still fighting the tourism winter so I think there's a huge opportunity for for the Winelands to you know copy the the, um, the example of Cape Town itself. Yeah, I think that um, what I find mostly in my dealings with venues in the winelands is that sometimes the people who's in charge of selling the venue do not quite understand the dynamics of the different type of conferences. So it has happened to me that I walk into a venue and I start inquiring availability price and then I'm handed a wedding package. And oh, yeah. then I need to explain that weddings are so different than conference business conferences. Pay for a bride, present that for a business conference. The same menus, you cannot do the same menus. So I would almost like to say to, and my biggest um <laughs> contribution i can make to any winelands venue is please stop selling wedding packages to people who are not getting married so now your um, right? even if your wedding generates know your client even if your venue generates most of its income at the moment from weddings try and diverse but first start with knowing your client you need to know everything about them whether it's a conference whether it's an event whether it's a, just a dinner or whether it's a conference and an exhibition, what's their exact requirements? Do not just say, here's our package, and then you present a wonderful bridal package to them. Um, so I think that's the, the first little practical bit of information that I could share from my side that would help any business sure. who, uh, who's got a venue. Well, you've, you've hosted a few events in the Winelands. Um, can you tell us, elaborate mm. a bit on these and tell us about them? Yeah, sure. Um, so they've been in various industries. So I've hosted a 
absolutely beautiful um, association conference at Spear Wine Estate for the South African Urology Association. So that was a gathering of urology urologists in South Africa. And um, it was a three-day conference. It was a, with a welcome reception. Um, they also um, linked all the available activities on the farm um, to the conference. So delegates could also go to the Eagle Egg counters. Delegates could go and do wine tasting. They could go on a tour of the Spear Sustainability Institute, things like that. Um, then I also organized a business tourism summit um, at Kavali, a really, really beautiful venue. I mean, you just can look at the views from, <laughs> from the start of the conference to the end. It's just beautiful. Um, then I also did an interesting event um, that was back at Spear, um, the, an international yoga retreat. The winers has got space, it's got tranquility, um, it's very peaceful, and that is a big attraction for any kind of event um, in the wellness industry. So I think that um, things like yoga retreats, things, uh, anything to do with wellness, then I also did another academic type conference at uh, STIAS, which is part of, uh, which is actually called the Wallenberg Center. It's part of STIAS, it's part of the University of Stellenbosch, and that was the World Bar Conference for, um, that was the, held there for two hundred people, and um, yeah, and many others. I, I assume the Bar Conference. I assume the Bar Conference was a legal conference, not a drinking conference. It was, no, <laughs> it was a legal conference, okay. yes, that's right. So, yeah. so this brings me to another question, and you've, 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 you've touched on this a bit, but why would a client of yours actually choose the Winelands for the event? What are the reasons, you know, what are the benefits that the Winelands offer? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I think that location is probably... Um, the first consideration. Um, I have I have to still come across a wine farm that is not beautiful. So I think that many people want a venue that's not a venue where delegates are going to sit in between four walls, curtains locked in, and just meet and discuss. I think the whole idea of bringing your conference to the wine lens is to almost blend your outside environment with your inside environment and where delegates can still be inspired while they are learning or or while they are meeting so for me i like um, venues that has got windows uh, that's got natural light um, it must be able to close curtains or blackout windows if you need it but for me, a farm and a wine estate is such a beautiful opportunity to just um, have an inspiring conference where people almost forget why they are there, um, but yet they are still learning, but in a very inspirational way. Um, I think, and something that I think this is going to become a, a trend going forward is um, that a wine farm venue is most probably not going to be a crowded venue. So it's not a big convention center. It's a small, intimate affair. 
and it's not going to be i think people are going to in the future people might steer away from crowded um, venues and would want more space um, when they host their conferences and then i think for a town like Stellenbosch of course their biggest asset is the fact that there's a university um, which gives the town a whole lot of intellectual capacity so that's why many of my clients do consider Stellenbosch um, as a conference venue or destination because of the intellectual capacity um, that's already exists in the town and then I think that um, uh, places like Paul and Constantia and Stellenbosch is so close to Cape Town. So if there's a conference in Cape Town, a satellite conference of a big conference can maybe be hosted um, in, the, in one of the winelands. And then I think there's a big trend worldwide to have conferences that we call it living conferences, where delegates um, will a conference in a venue in the middle of the Winelands towns or villages and then they will stay over in surrounding B&Bs, um, Airbnbs and guest houses so and then walk or cycle to the conference venue well, that's very um, and that's becoming more and more popular. That's interesting though, like a lifestyle conference almost um, just a quick interruption but I do need to remind you that we are currently in a very difficult time. The South African government has set up a fund where businesses and individuals can donate to support our country through this crisis. Go to the website now and add your small donation, www.solidarityfund.co.za. Please join us all in the fight against COVID-19. That is at www.solidarityfund.co.za. Now, let's get on with the show. In terms of accommodation in the in, in the Winelands, do we have enough accommodation to, um, uh, you know, and what type of, could, could we uh, facilitate a large conference? What is your capability? Yeah, I think that there's more than enough um, accommodation facilities, whether it's basic guest houses, B&B, hotels. Um, we might not have big hotels with a large number of rooms in each hotel in the older Wineland areas. But um, people are more than willing to actually experience a guest house or a B&B or rent their own Airbnb during the conference. So I don't think that accommodation is definitely not a problem. There's more than enough offering in all of our Winelands regions in the Western Cape. That's awesome. Um, I assume that um, proximity to the airport is also important for international um, conference goers. Um, yes, very important. Uh, conferences normally want to be hosted in cities that has got uh, airports that's close to um, the conference venue within, I would say, 20 to 40 minutes. Okay, and um, also with direct flights, with a lot of direct flights. Um, Cape Town is, and West Grove is working very hard to attract as many direct flights um, from international cities to Cape Town as possible. So that brings me to my next question. Of course, um, for any area to be successful, um, you know, um, it's important that, well, let me ask this, you this first. Um, a venue, can you give us some practical advice for a venue that want to attract someone like yourself? Because it sounds to me for a venue to be effective, 
in their marketing, they need to, you know, like you said, know the decision makers and you are one of them. So what does a venue need to do to attract a person like you to actually consider them as an event destination? Um, so I think that, um, that what makes the difference between someone who's going to book your venue for a conference and for a wedding is that beautiful pictures might sell it for a bride. For me, selling um, it to me means that I need to have proper tools um, available on your website. So I need um, floor plans of all your venues. I need to have capacity charts to tell me exactly how many people can I fit into each of your venues. I need to know what other activities are available on the farm. What's the cost of those activities? I need access to a proper image library. Um, I need to have clear directions on your terms and conditions for venue hiring, for cancellations. And also, I think that now with the COVID-19, um, people is, will more and more look and relook their, um, their terms and conditions with regards to cancellation and postponement of events. But um, also remember that some planners and event organizers like myself might not be sitting in South Africa where they can call you. They might sit in the United States or in Europe. They might be on different time zones. So they can't call you during your business times. So they will rely for you to have these factual business tools available online on your website. So um, I think for me, that's always the most um, uh, important information. I like to also recommend venues that I've seen. Um, I will quickly, once I've been there, seen the service, seen the venue, know whether this is going to work for our client or not. Um, although it's difficult to, to visit each and every venue that you're considering. But I think that another plus point out of COVID-19 is that more people are moving towards virtual selling. So I would immediately invest in doing a virtual 360 a video or hire someone who can do shoot some drone uh, footage so that you can sell the farm in video format that people can almost feel that they're standing there and that they don't have to be physically on the farm to be able to make that decision whether this can work or not make virtual 360 videos of every single venue in your um, in your portfolio um, oh. those are the most important things for me as a as a planner Okay, that's amazing. So, you know, um, so coming back to the, the previous thing is, you know, you were talking about West Grow and the, the flights. And now I'm thinking about the Winelands as a, as a group, you know, as, a, as, a, as an area or a destination. What can the Winelands as an organization or, or as a destination area do to promote themselves um, as a business tourism destination? Um, I think that um, they could sell the Winelands as a destination for business tourism. So highlight things that would have been of interest to planners, to event hosts, not as tourists who will visit the Winelands on their own for individual wine tastings or individual uh, travel itineraries. That's very important. So highlight only those things that's important for events and conferences. Do not bother with the rest at first. It will follow. Um, the other thing is that you need to plan ahead. 
you need to have a calendar at hand that goes at least until 2025. Many conferences, as I mentioned earlier, plan way ahead. So you need to know that the 20th of April 2025 might be on a Saturday or a Sunday. So I, I always recommend that um, destinations also keep track and advertise which uh, events will take place well in advance. So if even if there are leisure events and festivals happening in your destination, advertise it on your website. Use those to attract business because um, it might be useful for me to mend my event with a visit to the Stellenbosch Wine Festival, for instance. Mm. Um, it might just be a good combination to, to do that. But I need to know. So people need to focus on content. They need to generate content and they need to tell the stories and give them the content. Don't think because you're sitting in the winelands, do you know everything about the winelands? People also know it. Show their maps, distances between places. Um, those are very important considerations. Well, this is very interesting. I mean, it seems to me like the big, biggest um, gap or the, is, is, is actually a gap of knowledge, you know, that people want to do this, Correct. but they, they don't know how to do it. So, you know, That's is there right. a place where people can get educated on this? Um, um, or, you know, if our, our finance businesses want to actually educate themselves onto, onto, you know, getting into this business, how do they do that? So I think that, um, first of all, to engage with conference planners. So you, you can decide whether that is an informal chat and getting some information or whether you want to appoint someone to consult you, to get do it right for you and to help you and to guide you into the, the correct ways of doing this. Um, or you can simply connect with a few planners that you already do business with and say, look, help us. How can we understand your world better? And how can we actually make things easier for you? So a planner conference in the islands might not be a bad idea. Yes, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, currently, we're sitting with this big issue of the coronavirus. And um, I mean, this has had a huge and devastating impact on, you know, on the whole economy. And, and looks like it's going to um, continue for a while. Can you um, give us listeners an update um, from a tourist perspective on the impact and, um, you know, what we, what we should expect? Yeah, so I think Corona, um, to say the least, caused havoc for the events industry. We were in the front line of the first, we were the first people to see um, our business um, opportunities fly out of the window for the next six months. Um, so... Of the events that I'm involved with, um, one went totally virtual, the other one was cancelled, and then I had three that were postponed. Um, so I think that um, we need to understand that things like COVID-19 or Corona um, is here to stay. It's just, it's going to pop up again. So it actually forces us to relook how we can shield ourselves from these type of world events that impact the events industry um, and to make sure that your business uh, runs a good cash flow to actually sustain you for those months that you would be out of business. I know people are looking at government to help. 
um, but government will never be in a position to help every single person and to make your, up your losses that you've encountered um, due to the virus. Um, so I think people should also think about how can you convert and sell virtual conferences at your venue? How can you um, actually have more of a virtual offering as well? Do you have conference um, facilities, uh, conference call facilities? Do you have, is your Wi-Fi offering strong enough to handle virtual conferences? Or can your supplier um, actually offer um, bandwidth sufficient for virtual conferences? So now is the time to look at that. And now while we're all quiet and locked in, is the time to do planning. Um, planners like myself, we didn't stop working. We are working on events and that will happen um, in, from October to November into next year. So now is the time to actually connect with planners, to reach out, to see how can we do things better. Um, I normally do not have time to have these individual engagements, um, but now is a good time because now everybody is thinking creatively, thinking about how can we um, how can we suggest better offerings to our clients, new venues. I love at the moment my biggest role is to learn about new venues um, to consider for clients. So yeah, where normally I don't have the time to look at new venues and now I've got all the time in the world. So I think that's good to also look now at your tools that you offer for organizers. Make sure that you've got proper maps, that you've got layouts. Use Get someone to help you draw those capacity charts. Um, get your photo library in place. There's so many things that you can do now to look at how your business is supporting conference organizers or venue plan or event planners. Do you think um, there'll be an uptick in um, local tourism? Oh, yes, for sure. I think that um, there will definitely be uh, companies will not immediately travel and take conferences overseas immediately after lockdown. But I think that there's going to be a growth in domestic tourism on the leisure side. People is going to use this opportunity to consider farm holidays, to now already make plans for a September holiday. I think that people will find it difficult to find availability at their favorite venues because of all the postponements. Um, everybody is now scrambling for finding the best dates at the convention center between September and um, the first half of next year. So I think that um, there's definitely uh, domestic tourism and people traveling, you will definitely see a, a growth in that. Amazing. So, um your three favorite business tourism venues in the Winelands. Putting you on the spot here. Sure. Um, it's very hard to actually only share three. Well, share more. Um, it's, <laughs> I can share 300. But okay. um, I think I've got certain favorite venues for very specific type of conferences. So my, my ultimate venue is Spear. Um, not just because of the, the actual offering of the farm, but the way they service conferences and how their team actually work um, uh, hand in hand with planners and are so accommodating and flexible. Um, so, and then their venues are really, really um, top class, international standard. And also they've got a big um, accommodation pool for delegates. Um, I also like farms like Boschendal. 
for events and also Babylon's Touren. I think they are all so beautiful that um, just based on their location and what they offer, they kind of top on my list. Um, I also like a venue like Kavali, um, just because it doesn't only give you wine, it also gives you the art, the horses, and it's really for your upmarket events. I, I think that's always a good choice. Um, then places like Route 44, which is primarily a market on Saturdays and Sundays and standing empty for the rest of the week. I've used it once for a social event that was on a Wednesday evening and it worked perfectly and it could host up to a thousand or two thousand delegates at one point. And yeah, they're standing empty in the week. So there's a wonderful opportunity. I also like um, uh, places uh, like the Endler Hall which is part of the university. Um, I've done a conference in there um, that worked beautifully. Um, that was, people stayed in guest houses and B&Bs in the middle of Stellenbosch. And then the conference, uh, the main part of the conference was at Inler Hall. And then I also like um, Stias, which is um, right in the middle of Stellenbosch. And actually an academic and research center, but a wonderful conference facility. And then I've used the Hofmeier Hall, which is in Church Street in Stellenbosch. I've also converted that um, into a conference venue for a conference a few years ago. So, um, but I, I think any farm in the Winelands is beautiful. Um, there are some spectacular venues that I didn't mention now, but then I can go on and on. <laughs> but these are just a few of the ones. Uh, another one that I'm remembering now is the Sassel Art Gallery in the middle of Stellenbosch. Oh, yeah. Beautiful venue to use for a welcome reception. So finally, my last question is um, that I ask to everyone is, please give us your wine quote. So I... Yeah, I think I've got, a, again, a few favorites. Um, but one that I think is very relevant um, in our time of sanitizers and hygiene and everybody wanting to wear a mask and wash their hands the whole day, the one that I find uh, was really a good quote for me at the moment is one of Louis Pasteur. And it says that wine is the most healthful and most hygienic of beverages. I so will. there you go. Have your glass of wine every night. I will definitely. Okay, well, cheers. And thank you for spending time with us. And I'm looking thank forward you. to um, you know, chatting to you again in future. Thank you. Thank you for having me. If anyone wants to get hold of Zelda Kutsir, we'll be leaving links in the description. Also, thank you for supporting our show. If you would like to get more exposure for your business, please have a look at our sponsorship options. Thanks again for supporting About the Winelands. Please follow us on YouTube and on our social media channels. All details and links are in the description. Until next time.